Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results, and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey. Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast. Hi, I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director of Triathlon ACT, and I'm here with the one and only Emily Stacey. Hi, Craig. Yes, I am the one and only, but I look an awful lot like uh, Eva. I've discovered we um, it's Eva's 10th birthday today, and I um, dug out a photo of me from my 10th birthday. We look exactly the same. Wow. Happy birthday, Eva, if you're listening to our wonderful show. Uh, I hope you're having a beautiful day. It's 19 degrees out there today, so it's kind of on the tail end of autumn, I would suggest. Uh, and hopefully we can get a few more of these days before winter settles in. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's cool. Uh, uh, it's been a busy week as everyone gets set for the Triathlon Australia Zwift Series, which kicks off tomorrow and i know emily's not racing but are you going to do something instead of the zwift race oh i reckon i could probably do a bit of a uh, an indoor trainer ride maybe a little bit longer than my regular half hour 45 minutes disaster mm. on trainer road if anyone has trainer road check out disaster awesome. that sounds awesome all right so there's a bit of talk in around the traps that swimming pools may be opened in the next few weeks, um, obviously with quite a few restrictions. So that's pretty exciting. And, uh, you know, for most people, it's probably been a few weeks since they have been swimming. We have some seen some people in the lake. However, that is, you know, it's getting quite cold now as well. So I'm sure we're seeing most people uh, starting to leave the, the lake as a swim option. So we may see people take um, a couple of weeks off their swimming arms before hopefully we see the pools reopen. I'm so excited about that. Now the cabinet is meeting today. So are they making an announcement this afternoon about what level of restrictions they're going to? That's the talk in the town. So yeah, let's hope so. They come out with um, some changes and restrictions. You know, I think people have been, uh, have, have really been quite smart and thoughtful, I think overall around the traps. And, and I think it's time now that, you know, with with the level of coronavirus dropping to, you know, just maybe give a little bit more opportunity for people to get out and about, businesses to restart again that have been on hold. Um, you know, it's really important for society. We need some some positive news right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, and we've got Acton Waterfront. They've got the community consultation currently available to, uh, for another couple of weeks. So we'll make sure we get information out on the uh, Facebook, uh, social media channels, and also on the website, because Acton Waterfront is about to get revamped, and it'll take a couple of years to put in place. So really important that you have a look at it, and look at it both from a Canberra uh, citizen point of view, but also from triathlon. And you know we've had a number of discussions with the NCA and ACT government around how we can make that area more suitable for triathlon in the future with the redevelopment. So pretty exciting. Um, but make sure you have a look at it. And if you want to give it some feedback, please give some feedback. Uh, we will 
maybe put something out to the members around our feedback as well, because we do have some around how that looks, especially where things like stormwater pipes are coming out, where there'll be access to swim in, in the swimming course that's currently there. So all these things you need to be aware of, and hopefully it'll provide us another a event venue for triathlon in the future uh, to give us um, more options than just Ron Terrace and and you know Black Mountain when we do get access there. So that's pretty exciting too. Um, and I also hear that the Stromlo pool um, is still progressing ahead, which is a good sign. Uh, so hopefully that's ready to go around August, September is, is kind of the last dates I heard. Um, so that will be exciting to see that come on board um, as we get closer to the summer season as, as well. Um, so keep an eye out for that uh, beautiful new complex that's going out at Stromlo. How cool is Stromlo going to be as a training hub with the, the crit track and the cross-country track and then the pool? And mountain biking. And there's, mountain biking, there's yeah. There's horse riding. There are sports fields going in there uh, over the next couple of years. We're also looking at some extended cycling opportunities there too. So hopefully we can get those into play and, and maybe some more commercial opportunities around cafe and uh, looking at some accommodation there in the future as well, which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, no, very cool. All right, so today we have our, our special guest today is Corey Bacon. He is the owner and head coach of Performance Triathlon Coaching, PTC. And we're gonna talk about how the PTC squad has adapted to the restrictions over the past few weeks and and how this, as a squad, how they're still working together, how they're still getting an opportunity to train in pairs and how they have adapted to paddling surfboards in the lake. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, so they're still swimming in the lake. They, they have to chip chip a hole in the ice to get in. Oh, it's getting pretty close, and and I think they're pretty much coming to the end of it. Um, it's starting to cool down too much, but they they went from swimming to being on the surfboard. So, get set, get ready for Corey Bacon. This week's guest, we've got Corey Bacon from PTC. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So. You know, the last few weeks we've been in COVID-19 restrictions and you've got a, a great squad there with uh, PTC. How have, how have you adapted your coaching to, uh, to manage the situation? Um, yeah, it's, it's obviously, I mean, obviously being around the squad and that is, is a great thing. Um, but, you know, dealing with COVID has not necessarily changed too much for us. Um, I mean, we, we're not a big squad. Uh, so... You know, we've got half a half a juniors, half a age group, long course athletes. So, you know, some of their training is a little bit different. Um, so we're able to kind of pair athletes up and still have them training. Um, you know, programming hasn't changed. Uh, they've we've continued to push through until you know the the proper end of the season, which is you know which is around now. Uh, the athletes had um, a bit of a recovery week last week. And uh, we're back into it this week. And uh, as I said, it's, you know, it, they're all going into their different blocks of training. So some will continue to train with each other and, and some won't. So they've adapted really well. Um, you know, my guys don't miss a beat. Uh, they're, they're so, so good and motivated and dedicated to what they're doing. It's 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 pretty good squad. So, uh 
I, I can't complain. I mean, I've obviously missed being around them. Um, that's been hard. But, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of uh, do a little bit with each of them during the week so to make sure uh, I can keep in contact with them. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah, excellent. So I've, I've seen the squad down by the lake a couple of times uh, and over the last sort of week or two where it started to cool down a bit, I've seen them on um, surfboards. Yeah, yeah, we um, we kind of moved uh, across the surfboards. Um, the 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 method and technique of, of paddling is is very similar to freestyle swimming. Uh, so it's good strength work. So we um, yeah we moved to some surfboards. Um, so they go down there a couple of them at a time, and um, even if we've been been down there with more than a few people with you know kind of separated doing dry land and some are out on the board some are doing dry land uh, a few of them have still done a f- some swims um, over the last few weeks but it's just getting too cold now and um, you know it's it's just it's dangerous I suppose if you if you're not with uh, having a wetsuit on and uh, you know, if you you've got to be swimming with someone or have someone out there on a board, otherwise um, you might get into a little bit of trouble with how cold it is. Yeah, it's a really important thing. And yes, we all like to swim, but we've got to make sure that sa- safety and our health is front and center first. Yeah, for sure. I've also noticed that you've been doing some Zwift sessions uh, where you where you've encouraged some other clubs to come into your training sessions and and have some yeah. Zwift rides, which makes it pretty fun. Yeah, tried tried to do that. I mean, no one's obviously taken up on that. I don't know. Maybe they're too scared to race us, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, like it's just um, Tuesday mornings. Uh, got a New South Wales kid just joined us last week. Um, but yeah, Tuesday mornings we have a bit of fun, just some with some interval training, hill repeats. This week we're doing some uh, just volcano circuit intervals, ons and offs. Um, and you know we all push push each other pretty hard there. Um, obviously, there. I mean, we've been using you know, Swift for over two years now, so you know it's a good it's a good uh, you know I suppose method of riding when it comes to winter. Um, we've also been doing the New Zealand series. Uh, we've done pretty well in that. You know, a couple of podiums. The girls are podiumed in the B grade. Um, Jesse A grade has. has been going really well he's uh, been mixing it up in the front pack for and he's been able to hang on for at least a lap and a half and then uh kai um kai wild has just kind of killed him on the hills unfortunately mm. <laughs> he breaks the, he breaks the pack up but um you know he's 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 doing well you know he's an age grouper and he's a very good cyclist but um yeah we, we enjoy the the squad sessions and uh, yeah, just encourage others if they want to join in on a Tuesday morning to have a bit of fun for an hour, then they're welcome to, to contact me and uh, jump in. Yeah, and, and obviously with people's lives being changed quite a bit, you know, so obviously you've tried to keep the the training as consistent and similar as, as it has been. You know, how are the athletes coping with the other changes that are happening in their life? Um, it's it's not too bad. I mean, obviously, obviously, schooling is is hard. I mean, you know, they're pretty disciplined anyway. Uh, so I've got a half of them, you know, are, are working from home and half are working from school, like school being at home. Uh, a couple of them go back next week, so that will be kind of going back to a little bit of normality there. And uh, 
I think it's some have enjoyed being at home. I mean, I know some athletes have been able to get out and go for a run at lunchtime, whereas if they were at work, they wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so it's going to be, um, I think, hard for some of them to adapt to go back to work. Um, but I think otherwise, look, I, I can't. I haven't seen any major change in them. Mentally, they're all pretty strong and have been ticking all the boxes uh, in terms of them getting their work done at home or schoolwork done. Well, I don't know. You have to check with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, obviously with a lot of people, you know, if we talk about mainly age groupers here, I think the, the young kids would be up and about and moving around a lot. But for a lot of um, age group adults, they who are used to being at work and, and moving around to different offices and you know maybe walking to lunch etc but when they're at home you can quite easily get caught in sitting the whole time which then there's potential problems for injuries with you know hip flexors tightening etc are, are you doing any work any more sort of uh, work around making sure that people are staying flexible that they're looking at the injury prevention yeah. from working yeah. at home yeah, definitely. I mean, all, all the athletes have got their strength and conditioning programs um, and even, you know, their strength, strengthening, like if they've got weaknesses or had injuries in the past, they've, they've always got their exercises that I, we encourage them to do. Uh, as they still train morning and morning and night um, or morning and afternoon, so, I mean, they're still moving in, in, in regards to that. Uh, in terms of, look, you know, they have to get up and move around, obviously, if they're sitting at the computer like they would any any other time. But I'm sure that some of them have, have kind of been a little bit slack, maybe. I mean, I, you know, but from what I've seen and, and what, what we've discussed with them and the chats I've had with them, they're all, as I said, they're all getting it done. Um, and, you know, I... I'm sure it's it's been you know not as productive as it would normally be because they are aren't walking from class to class or, or walking up to get a coffee or a tea or walking to lunch as you said. So yeah, it, it it would have changed for them a little bit, but you know again, hopefully in the next um, you know hour or so we'll we'll know a bit more and we'll be able to have a little bit more freedom. Yeah, and and so obviously. The social aspects uh, are so important in a community and, you know, for people's mental health, etc. as well. So are you doing anything, say, on Zoom where you're bringing the athletes together at certain times just to have a bit of fun um, outside of the training? Um, haven't done too much and definitely we haven't done anything on Zoom. Uh, I think because of... I've made sure that not only, you know, are they paired up, but I've mixed the pairs up. Um, so over the last couple of months, you know, they've, you know, might have say Chloe and Jack do a session together and then maybe Chloe and Monique and, you know, it, I've mixed it up. So they're continually getting a variety of people and, you know, where they would normally kind of all be together and having discussions and running together and chatting, chatting their heads off, um, you know, by kind of mixing it up a little bit um, and changing training partners has enabled that kind of, uh, you know, the morale to continue to, you know, be strong within the group. Um, no one's isolated, um, so to speak. And if, if the case, if they can't train together, then I'll train with them. So, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, as I said, I think from, you know, everyone's different um, and everyone, 
you know, I think I, out of anyone, I think I've probably struggled more so <laughs> because, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, I'm used to having all of them around and, you know, when you don't have that connectivity with them as much as you do, it, it's hard. So, you know, from my point of view, it's, it's been a, a little bit of a struggle, but, um, you know, this morning was good. Had a had a good session with the group this morning. You know, um, doing some doing some plyometrics and some hill running, stair running. So that was good. Yeah, fantastic. Well, very good. Well, we're going to you know we've got some specials today on this podcast where Corey is going to give some coaching tips as well for both the cycle and run. So stay tuned for those later in the podcast. Corey, thank you very much for your time today. Great to see. Yeah. Um, this Pleasure. squad is, is staying connected and together and continuing to train and are, and are really motivated at the moment. So well done. Yeah, thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Coach's Corner. This week we're here with Corey Bacon from PTC and we're talking about cornering when you're cycling. What are the key tips when you're cornering? Yeah, there's a, there's a number of things to be looking at. Um, one, of the, one of the big things is, um, you know, looking out of the corner. So if you're going into a corner, is if you're following the wheel line and looking kind of where the wheel's heading, that's where you're going to end up. Or if you're going around a corner and you're looking over the edge of the road because that's you don't want to go there, that's where you'll end up. So you need to be thinking about moving your head and literally lifting your chin up and moving it and looking where you want to go. If you do that, then the bike's going to kind of feel like it's on railway tracks and just kind of go that direction. Now, that's easier said than done because, you know, if you're a bit tentative, trying to look and uh, where you want to go is not necessarily a natural thing to do. So when we, um, you know, we always try and start off, you know, with the kids in terms of just me positioning myself in 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 a spot and say, look at me, look at me. And then the kids will look at me and then the bike will just kind of go around. And do we want to position ourselves on the inside of the corner or outside of the corner when we're coming into a corner? Yeah, again, if it's a sweeping corner or a U-turn, it depends on on where it is. Um, You know, depending on how the road comes out of the corner, you might want to start wide and then kind of come into the apex of the corner and then then take it wide out. Um, Or you might want to kind of come in a little bit earlier if the corner is not quite as as sharp and then you can come in close to the left hand side being on the left side of the road and then kind of come out on the far right so it's all about continuing momentum and getting Absolutely. as much speed out of the corner yeah, as possible I, I think so and and you know i mean there's a lot of other factors in, involved in terms of you know being on your drops depending on the bike you're using uh, also you know the pedal position you know if you're coming around left hand corner you want your left foot up you don't want to hit the ground when you're going around the corner. Also applying pressure on the outside foot. So we want to try and make sure that we're, the bike's angled correctly and we're putting enough tire pressure on the back wheel so we don't slip out. And that obviously in different conditions, whether it's wet or dry, if it's wet, you want to make sure that your tire pressure is slightly less PSI. So there's more tread, more tire on the road. And that's mainly, definitely around uh, the, the wet, wetter conditions. Coach's Corner this week, we're here with Corey Bacon from PTC, and we're talking about performance in the back half of a run in a triathlon. Yeah, uh, some of the things we work on in, in training that I believe in and uh, is that working on the back end of a run. So if you've got someone training for a half marathon or you know a half Ironman, 
you know, once you get around that 12 to 15K mark, you know, you can go through some, you know, some ugly, ugly places. And, uh, you know, you want to try and keep form and, and all of that. So you're, you're quite fatigued, uh, especially coming off the bike. So we, we tend to kind of do a longer warm up, you know, and then we would kind of do some 1K efforts or, you know, whatever intervals you want to do when you're f a little bit fatigued. Uh, so you got to push yourself, you know, push yourself past those barriers where you kind of get to that point in the race where it's like, oh God, this is, this is getting ugly. Um, but you need to be able to hold your form during those intervals, you know, so it might be a long set, you know, that they might end up running up to 17, 18 to 20 Ks. But, you know, it's important that, you know, if they do a six, seven K warm-up run, then you focus on a, a, a you know a decent session and I'm talking long course athletes here so that they're working that kind of you know sensitive area on the run where it's it's tough so what would be one cue or one thing to think about when you start to feel yourself fatigue in that last half of the run it's like you know holding your form you know the basics that most coaches are aware of that you know just running tall okay thinking about foot placement you know not say not dropping into the hips uh looking forward don't drop your head down you know try not to look at the crowd and that just focus on what you're doing uh because when people tend to get a little fatigued and that then they'll start to you know their mind wanders and you can see their heads moving yeah say hi to your family and all that kind of stuff when you're when you're racing but you know if you're starting to go through that area of darkness then uh, yeah, it's, it's good to kind of really think about all the things that your coach has, you know, talked to you about running. And then, as I said, they're all, they're not, it's not rocket science. You know, it's all very, the basic things, but you know, good core, feeling strong around there, you know, nice and tall, good arms, you know, forward, nice strong motion backwards and passive forward with the arms. And yeah, just, just be proud. Another great conversation with one of the triathlon ACT members, Corey Bacon, coach of PTC. It's a great listen there, Emily, and I especially enjoyed the last couple of sections where we talked about cornering and back into the run. How yeah. do you like cornering? Oh, well, it's difficult because I'm mostly on the trainer. When I do ride outside, I'm mountain biking. Um, but, yeah, no, safe to say I'm bad at it. So it's something I often think, gosh, I need to practice that, yeah. but don't. Yeah. Competence comes with preparation. And preparation means you need to be doing something. So you need to be working yeah. on it, Emily. I think that's important. <laughs> the more you do it, the better you get. If you're doing it correctly. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> and back ending of the run. All right. So... You know, how do you finish your runs? Like, do you are you someone that will go out really hard and hold on, or are you someone that can pace yourself really well so you finish the back end of the run super strong? No, I am not someone who paces myself really well in training or racing. I running off the bike is my favourite thing to do, um, and I will absolutely fly out of transition and then freak out a little bit because I'm running too fast, but my legs just go, um, and then it's hold on to, for dear life, pretty yeah. much. It's, yeah. How about you? 
I was a swim biker, so that was kind of my specialties. I could run okay, I could run all right, but so I used to try and go out, blow the field away as much as I could on the swim and the bike when I was especially racing in Asia. And yeah. then I would go out as hard as I could because I always felt out of sight, out of mind, and I felt I had a better chance of winning there. So um, it worked quite a lot. <laughs> Every now and then I'd get to about 90% through the run and uh, the grand piano would kick in. So it would <laughs> fall out of the sky and squash me. Um, yeah. But it was always fun. I always loved that approach. I just loved just smashing it out. Um, when I raced Ironman and uh, you know certain other races, I was I was definitely more of a negative splitter. So back into the run, I was I used to try and make sure that was really strong, and always did that in training. I think it's so important to make sure uh, that you're able to get your body used to holding that pace under a little bit of pressure and also a bit of fatigue as well. So yeah. Pretty exciting. I kind of go go with the approach of start out hard, strong in the middle, finish hard, but it's always it just feels hard the whole way. Yeah, I'm very yeah. good at finishing very fast across the line, flat into the medical tent. I, yeah. I did that a few times. <laughs> yeah, the medical tent there, the the unsung heroes of our sport. Really, they picking us up, giving us they lollies or a sneaky sneaky ice cream in the in the medical tent when we pass out at the finish line they are our heroes yeah. at the moment they're on the front line <laughs> our medical people so a big shout yeah. out and acknowledgement to everyone who's working in the medical industry we we appreciate and thank you for the amazing work that you're doing during this extremely challenging time for you um, i'm sure that you're having to deal with a number of fears um, of being at that front line and you know being able to make decisions fast and, and deal with society that is, you know, finding life a little bit different and a bit a bit of challenge to get their head around at times. So thank you very much from everyone um, in our triathlon community for the work that you do. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's us for today and for this week. Um, thank you to all our listeners. We look forward to hearing from you. So reach out. We love to hear from you. See what you're up to. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. And we will get a triathlon ACT news that are out shortly. Uh, it's, a, it's a few days late, but um, we've got some good information there that we'd love to share with you as well. So have a nice weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at act.triathlon.org.au with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.